Real Estate Radio, Chaz Cook and Lee Barr of the One Team at William Ravis Real Estate, joined again this week by Brian Skelly of William Ravis Mortgage. What is going on, fellas? What's up, gentlemen? Thanks for having me. Always, always. We were just talking about that before the show went live. You're always there for us in a pinch coming in to save the day, Mr. Brian Skelly. That's what I do. Skelly came through in the clutch. You know, I was bummed to miss you guys last week because you were talking about one of my favorite places as a kid, the Crystal Mall, man. I cannot believe that place is up for sale. We'll make a bid and then we'll be able to hang out in it. What do you think? Like a little one-team compound, right? We can go up there and see. <laughs> yeah. Five Get million. some rollerblades. There you go. Get a, we, can, we can do like anything. We can have our own. We could have our own laser tag place in there. <laughs> Seriously, there's a mall up in uh, Massachusetts I went to. You guys are going to appreciate this. There's an indoor dog park. There's a doggy daycare. There's an indoor um, kids' play arena. There's a bowling alley and a movie theater. They just went into where like all the big box stores went out of business. You think somebody will do that with the Crystal Mall? It's going to be interesting to see what they do with that. Yeah. I, what, what was you guys' guess last week? Like Amazon Factory or... No, we said Amazon in the past. Um, they were thinking Amazon. I know B was talking about what, like maybe doing like multiple town halls in there or something. He was talking about Videl like six years ago, he said. Oh, that's right. That's right. It was like bringing all like New London County under like one roof and just housing everything in one building so you yeah. didn't have to drive 17 places to get one answer. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And the bidding goes live in probably 10, maybe about 10 days from now. I think it was the 15th Byron had mentioned. Uh, but you guys forgot a couple of my favorite stores while you were there, too. And you couldn't remember the F- FY- FYE, the music store, the DVD store. You guys couldn't remember that. Oh, already. yeah. We said that in the corner. I just didn't remember the name. <laughs> yeah, you, you knew where it was. The CD spot, <laughs> the CD spot in the corner. I could guide you to it if it was still in the building. Yeah, I wasn't here, but I was listening. I had to make sure you guys represented. And uh, I know the 94 Niners are going to be happy that I'm back for the rewind this week, too, because that was a bit of a disaster for Byron. No, he was just learning. He was just he was learning. The guy who started the <laughs> was show was rusty. learning. He was a little rusty. So. <laughs> a couple of years. Skelly, what's going on in the mortgage world? I, we were talking a little uh, pre-show here. I heard, did I hear a number five? Uh, rates went down a little bit this week. Uh, according to Freddie Mac, the average 30-year last week was 6.43. This Yesterday, it said 6.39. Went down a little bit. Yeah, we're kind of hanging out uh, stable in the low sixes. Uh, a lot of people forget you can pay points to get a low, lower rate if you want to. So I'm talking to my my clients about that. So, you know, if you want to pay some points to get down into the fives, that's uh, something that's a op- an option for some folks. And can you break down, like, exactly how a point works, right? Because it varies from deal to deal, correct? Yeah, uh, it even changes every day too. So like every day, the mortgage lenders, they get like a rate sheet or like a chart of all the different rates available. So th- the way I like to think of it is, uh, think of it as like a table. So for each rate, uh, next to the rate, there's like a dollar amount that you'd have to pay to get that rate. So the lower you go on the rates, the higher the fee, one time upfront fee. But generally, we've, what we've, been, we've been seeing you get a lot of bang for your buck, so to speak, on paying these points. You know, so, for example, if somebody was at like 6.25, six and a quarter, like paying a point might get them down to 5.75. It's been almost like a half a percent lower on paying the point. Not always, but that's about what it's running. And so, uh, like I talked to somebody the other day. The cost of paying the points was $3,600 uh, up front, and they were going to save $1,300 a year. So I'm like, all right, you'll break even in a little under three years, and you'll save 
you know, a hundred bucks a month. And uh, you don't have to do that, but a lot of people, you know, don't would like to save a hundred bucks a month. Absolutely, especially when you if you look at it from that long term perspective of you know seven years in the house, eight years in the house, maybe even ten years, um, and you're also just setting yourself up to be ready to refinance or maybe pay that extra hundred dollars that you were planning on paying, and now that you have the point off, and so then you're paying off your mortgage a little bit sooner. Yeah, that's the tricky part for most people is people are like, well, if I refinance in two years, I'm better off not paying the points. And then it's like, well, what rate's going to be in two years? I mean, nobody knows. So, you know, it's it's interesting. You're trying to, like, make an educated decision with not knowing what the future holds. So, Right. You got to be but, willing to gamble. So you might as well just take a trip up 395 there and uh, go, go make your <laughs> daily deposit at Mohegan Center Foxwoods. Yeah. I mean, you'll be fine either way. I mean, they're both good choices. It's just a matter of what your preference is. But you know, if you want to be able to tell your friends at the barbecue, you've got a rate under 6%, you know, <laughs> you can pay for that. They're, they're all going to look at you and man, how'd you do that iPad to pay six and a half, seven percent That's going to, they're going to think you're crazy. Yeah. They're not yeah. talking to Brian Skelly. That's why. <laughs> they're not working with the right yeah. lender. Yep. Give them all the, give them all the options. Let them decide what's best. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know what else is going on? We have an interesting article here because it is the, the first week of the month. And I know you guys aren't like, um, you're learning how the real estate radio works. But at the beginning of every month, we go back and we look at the previous month's numbers for your local Connecticut markets. But before we get into that, I wanted to touch base on what this NAR report, so NAR, the National Association of Realtors, reports a decline in pending home sales and new housing market forecasts. And the reason I bring this up is because they do break it down by region of the country. And so they mentioned the Northeast here. So I figured we'd run through that and then we'll actually get into our numbers and kind of break down maybe look at some towns, some counties, talk about where Lee Barr is selling houses and what's going on up there. Don't worry, 949ers. We're going to get them to talk to you. Don't worry. Uh, but here are a key points, a few key points from the article. The National Association of Realtors announced a drop in pending home sales for March 2023, with the pending home sales index, the PHSI, declining by 5.2% to 78.9. Three regions, three U.S. regions posted monthly declines in pending sales, while a South increased. NARS forecast for 2023-2024 shows steady growth in existing home sales, with total sales for 2023 still falling 9.3% below 2022 before increasing by 15.4 percent in 2024 so all right so we're going to go down almost 10 percent this year to turn around and swing back up 15 percent next year what do you think about that lee sounds good to me at the end of the day they're still going to be 5.4 percent ahead so right and that'll also give us a chance to catch up on some of that inventory as well well hopefully yeah Hopefully, hopefully the number of sales goes down and the number of houses for sale goes up, which we're going to, again, take a a deeper dive into. Yeah, but the pending home sales index, a leading indicator of home sales, again, dropped to 78.9 from February to March, so month over month. Um, Pending sales nationwide fell year over year 23.2% with annual declines in all four regions. Wow. A PHSI, that is the tongueful, of 100 is equivalent to the level of contract signings in 2021. So, you know, I think as we continue to move past the pandemic, I think one of the things that's going to be really important is that we're going to have to start fresh with the data as 2023 is kind of ground zero. Because what happened in 2021 and 22, we know isn't going to continue to happen. And referencing everything back to that number creates a, a much larger discrepancy than what we're actually seeing. 
And that's what we're going to check out when we come back on Real Estate Radio 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Outdoor living space should combine what. Real Estate Radio, Chaz Cook and Lee Barr of the one team at William Ravis Real Estate, your number one team for 2022 in total transactions, and we are leading the way here in 2023. Can you believe we are almost halfway through the year, Lee Barr? No, I can't fly him by. It was like quarter one was just boom, gone. Yeah, I just, I don't, I feel like everything's just moving so fast this year. And how about you, Mr. Skelly? Have you been able to kind of appreciate this year? Or has it kind of been a blur for you as well? It's been, it's been busy. You know, I, you read the stats about how the number of sales was down. And I think for folks that don't work in the real estate industry, they hear that and they're like, oh, it's quiet. And like, I've had friends and family be like, oh, it must be nice. You're going to spend a little bit more time with your family and relaxing and stuff. It's like, no, I'm, I'm working. It's just that there's not as many houses for sale, you know, but the, the number of pre-approvals I've done this year is up 38% compared to last year. Wow. Um, I mean, already in May, I've had 15 pre-approval applications uh, and we, we haven't had a full week yet. Six days, six days in. Yeah. So it's busy. Um, but you know, it takes some people some time to get a house because it's just not that many. So like they don't, they bid on a house, they don't get it. Then they got to do work to get ready to bid on another house, get their numbers, get their ducks in a row, bid on that second house. They don't get that one. And so, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of work, uh, this business right now. It is. It definitely is. And, you know, there's there's another line in this article that we're referencing that I want to kind of pick your brain about because we were just talking about mortgage interest rates and how, you know, you could buy for a point and maybe get in that 575 range. So this article, again, this is NARS prediction. Uh, They're predicting that mortgage rates will fall, dropping to 6% this year and to 5.6% in 2024. So back to that original, you know, conversation we were having, it's like, Yes, you pay the point now, you get down to 5.75, maybe they get to 5.6 by the end of next year. But now you're talking the difference of, you know, 0.15%, like not even really, like what would that look like on a, on a let's say a median sale price house, state of Connecticut, $375,000 house? Uh, you're saying, what was the question? If rates went down a percent? Like if they do drop to 5.6 in 2024 and you're able to lock in now at 5.75 by paying that extra $3,600 for a point. Well, I think there's a lot of unknown factors there. I mean, one of the things that I've learned from being in the mortgage business and for 18 years is not to put a lot of faith in predictions. Because, like, I remember when rates were low for, like, rates were really low for, like, 10 years. And every year in January, some expert would come out and be like, this is the year rates are going up this year. (laughs) And then, sure enough, like, I remember one year, like, they were like, oh, rates are going to go up. And then Greece went bankrupt, you know. And then they're like, oh, you know, rates are going to go up. And then there was like a global pandemic flu, you know. And then, you know, now we've got banks going out of business. You know, there's there's all these things that happen that nobody expects. And 
you know, a couple months ago, rates did go up over seven and we saw demand for houses drop a little bit when that happened. But think about what's going to happen to demand for houses if rates go down. I mean, if rates go down, that makes your monthly payment cheaper. There's going to be even more demand for housing. And the demand is really high right now. So, you know, even if rates go down, home prices might go up. So I think it's always a good idea. Like if you're ready to buy a house right now, if you've got the down payment, you're ready to move, you know, you need a new house for your family, just get the house. And then if rates go down, you refinance. But I really try not to predict it because I know a lot of smart people in the news. They're wrong half the time, you know, maybe more than that. I've already forgotten what the question was. What was the question? <laughs> uh, rates. We're just trying to, you know, have the conversation about, yeah. to, to your point, you're, right, buy, you're at 6.3 right now. You could essentially buy half a point off. the point down, basically, what he's right. asking. So he's expecting, from the article he read, rates to hit like 5.6 by the end of 2024. He's saying, should you purchase the rate yeah. to 5.75 right now or just hold off and wait? I hear you. From okay. the sounds uh, of it. What you're saying is you don't like the predictions, so you wouldn't sh- shy anybody towards it. Right. Yeah. I mean, my flock, I'm kind of like a, a bird in the hand is uh, worth, is better than two in the bush kind of guy. So, uh, you know, I would say the safe thing to do would be pay the points, take the lower rate, oh. and you're you're good. You know, right. like if, if rates stay the same, you made the right move. If rates go up, you made the right move. Even if rates go down a little bit, you still made the right move. Because like, if you locked in at 6.3 and rates went down to like 5.7, you're probably not going to refinance that loan because it it costs thousands of dollars to refinance. So rates have to go down enough to make it worth paying thousands of dollars to refinance. It depends on the amount of the loan too. Like on a big loan, like if it's a million dollar loan, and rates go down half a percent, yeah, like definitely worth it to refinance. But like on a $200,000 loan, rates go down half a percent, it's not really worth it. So if you're in that like under $400,000 loan amount range, which most people usually are, um, you know, rates are probably going to have to go down to like five and a quarter, five before you refinance. Right. And, you know, who knows when that'll happen or if it'll happen. And, you know, you just don't know. Well, and you made a really great point there because, you know, everyone just talks about like, oh, I'll buy now and I'll refinance, right? There, but nobody is actually taking the time to think about what does refinancing actually entail? It's all the paperwork again, right? Sometimes you might have to have an appraisal done. You know, there's closing costs associated with it. You Maybe you can roll those in on the back end, but now you're just adding to your mortgage again. So what's a good way for somebody to understand the refinance process and what to expect in terms of fees? Um, Yeah. So generally what I suggest to people is like, take a look at your mortgage like once a year, or if you're driving around, you hear on the radio, the mortgage rates are down, like, you know, call your mortgage lender, call me, call somebody and say like, Hey, how much would I save per month? What's it going to cost me to refinance? And they can Um, schedule with you, right? They want you want them to go online to schedule.com. Oh, you remembered the website. I've been plugging it. Yes, schedulealoanappointment.com is the website. We'll say it again. Schedulealoanappointment.com. Book your call. We'll talk about it. Um, That's Byron. He'll remember that. Yeah. Yeah, Byron's never going to forget your website name. (laughs) We're working on it. Working on it. Um, I mean, there are low closing cost options. You know, like you hear sometimes people advertising, oh, like refinance for only $500. Like we have those options too, but what the lender's doing in those situations is they're building the fees into the rate. 
So you're, you're paying for it one way or another. So, um, yeah, generally I say like how much you're going to save per month, what's it going to cost you to refinance. So, I mean, if you're saving, uh, hundred dollars a month, that's $1,200 a year. And let's say the fees to refinance are 3,600 just to make the math easy. It's, that's a three year break even, right? You know, 1200 times three is 3,600. And so then it's like, are you going to keep this loan for three, more than three years? And they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to live here for five years and 10 years. We live here forever. Then you do it. But if you're, if you're, um, if you're not going to, then you don't. Um, so, I mean, if you look at a graph of mortgage rates, like over 10 years, I think if you buy a house and you live there for 10 years, chances are pretty good at some point during that 10 years, rates are going to be lower than they were when you bought it. And then you probably will refinance at some point. It just might not be exactly one year from now or exactly two years from now. Right. So that's, that's the point you don't know. And, and, and also you made a good point, which I don't probably don't mention enough. Like what happens like if you just lost your job or if you decided like, Hey, I'm going to go start my own business. You know, if you just started your own business, you might not qualify for a mortgage. So there's no guarantee you're going to be able to refinance. Like you probably will at some point. And when you, those opportunities happen, you take advantage of it. But um, yeah, all food for thought. Yeah, you could be setting yourself up. And I mean, and what I would always recommend to anyone who's thinking about refinancing, refinance for the lower rate if you can, right? And if you can also maintain the same payment, you know, so like when we bought our house, we started at 43 and we're now down to two and a half. We haven't changed what we pay every month, right? Because we were already paying that number. So now we're just and building more equity, uh, trying to get the house paid off a little bit quicker. So refinancing can be used as a tool in a number of different ways. You can do a refi cash out if you're looking to maybe put an addition on, buy a new car, things like that. But always, always remember, like, if you, you've already been paying whatever that number is a month for however many years you've been at that rate, refinance it lower, continue to pay that same amount pay that house off quicker and build more wealth over long-term. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, you, and you can go to like a 20 year mortgage if you want. So sometimes, um, like if somebody's seven years into a 30 year mortgage, they got 23 years left and rates go down a little bit. A lot of times for somebody in that situation, I'm like, Hey, if you think about a 20 year and it's about the same as they're paying now. So they went from having 23 years left to only having 20. It's about the same payment. And it forces you, if you go with that option, it's going to force you to put that money in your house, which is basically like your, like a savings bank. It's a piggy bank. Someday right. you're going to sell the house. You're going to get that money. Whereas if you refinance back to 30 year, there's it's human nature. You're going to be tempted to spend that money on like going on vacation or going out to dinner, you know, getting a new car, uh, which is fun, but you know, maybe not the greatest <laughs> thing for your, maybe not the greatest thing for your long-term finances. And now when interest rates and uh, debt and the, in the country is on the rise. Um, so let me ask you that because we talked about 30-year rates being right around 6.3. What are 15-year and 20-year mortgage rates looking at like right now? So, they're t I mean, they typically run a little lower. Um, let's see. Actually, uh, according to Freddie Mac, the average 15-year uh, rate this week was 5.76. So it runs about a half a percent lower than the 30-year typically. Uh, but that payment's a lot, a lot higher, you know. So um, if somebody's like getting into their first house, starting off with a 15 year is, is typically tough for people because it's right. it's it's a much bigger number. Um, so a lot of times what I'll tell people is like, hey, start with the 30 year, get comfortable with that. And then if you could pay more, 
you know, there's no rule that says you have to pay off a 30-year loan in 30 years. If you want to pay it off in 25 years, 23 years, uh, you know, you can go online. I've got the calculators on my website, ravis.com slash Brian Skelly. You can click on mortgage calculators and calculate, you know, hey, if I pay this much extra, how much faster will I pay off the mortgage and, uh, you know, pay what you can. That's the amortization table, correct? Amortization table, yes. Amortization table. I like it. I like it. And I like what we're hearing here that rates have kind of stabilized. There are some good options out there. Points, oftentimes, like they can be a little scary if you don't understand them, which is why you want to definitely talk to someone like Brian Skelly. And again, if you want to schedule a time to chat with him, you can go to schedulelonappointment.com and he will answer all your questions, get you set up with all the information. Actually, I just had some uh, clients come to you over last weekend and they were very happy with their experience. Um, And we're going to be actually writing an offer. So you'll be hearing from them soon. So I do Fantastic. appreciate you. that. So, but we got to get ready to catch a break here. And then when we come back on real estate radio, we're going to be breaking down the one team weekly rewind on real estate radio, 94, nine news now and stimulating talk. Joey's got the guns at Joey Guns and Plainfield. Radio, Chaz Cook and Lee Barr of the one team at William Ravis, William Ravis Real Estate, your number one team for total transactions for all of 2022 per the CTMLS. And we are leading the charge here almost halfway through 2023. And we are joined by Brian Skelly of William Ravis Mortgage. He is breaking down all things interest rates, points, 30-year, 15-year, 20-year and after we do the rewind, we're going to talk a little bit about that Chaffa Time to Own program, which we got into a couple of weeks ago because it is now live and in action. But first, the One Team Weekly Rewind brought to you by Service Station Equipment. We had six new listings, nine under contract, and 17 closings. Woo! Busy week, busy week. First new listing is 226 Poplar Street in New Haven, Connecticut. This hit the market for $269,900. It was a multifamily with six beds, two baths. I tell you what, so I chat with Candace. This is a Candace Bertolini listing, so congrats to her because this one is under contract. She had 95 showings and 47 offers on this property. So, I mean, that is just, that is a ridiculous amount of showings and offers for this income-producing property in New Haven. Uh, So I will not give you guys the details on that because it is under contract. Next up... 825 New London Turnpike. Again, already under contract, but I want to give a shout out to Nikki Short for getting this one listed and under. It came on for 1.25, five beds, three and a half baths, just over 5,000 square feet. This gorgeous home was built in 1790, but completely renovated, absolutely stunning. So big shout out to Nikki for getting that one listed and under contract. Look at that. We're all over with price points here. We got 269, 1.25, all under contract. 
Next up, we have 2119 Durham Road in Guilford, Connecticut. This is a <clears throat> Victoria Tavares listing. Got three beds, one bath, just over 1,200 square feet. A sprawling ranch with a one-car garage. A, got a light-filled living room with a stunning stone fireplace that serves as a focal point of the space. So if you're interested in that, 219, 2119 Durham Road in Guilford for 329000 That is a steal. That one will not last. You can reach out to Victoria at OneTeamCT.com. Next up, we've got 8 Forest Lane in Ledger, Connecticut. This hit the market for $299,900. That is a steal. Under $300,000 for 1,700 square feet, three beds, two baths, just half an acre. It's in a calm and peaceful neighborhood. <laughs> it's a, with an open floor plan, perfect for entertaining, and a double-sided fireplace that can be viewed from both the living room and the dining room. You're close to the sub-base, the Coast Guard Academy, and more. And if you would like to check out 8 Forest Lane in Ledger, Connecticut, you can reach out to Tina at OneTeamCT.com. And I believe for those last two listings, we're going to have an opportunity for an open house to check those out as well, so stay tuned. Next up, 46 Patrick Lane in Branford, Connecticut, hit the market for $425,000. Four beds, two and a half baths, just over 2,200 square feet. This is a raised ranch, colonial. What are we, what are we looking at here? Colonial. Uh, colonial, there we go. Just uh, 0.58 of an acre at the end of a cul-de-sac. It's got plenty of space for a family or just for those who like to entertain. And this is a Jess Hoover listing, so... Okay, great job, Jess. If you want to check out 46 Patrick Lane in Brantford, Connecticut, you can reach out to Jess at OneTeamCT.com. And our last new listing, I'm excited about this one because it's such a unique property. And I'm just going to kind of set the tone with it for that. 23 River Road in East Lyme, Connecticut hit the market for $650,000. The main house was built in 1912, but it was completely remodeled in 2007. It's got expansive views and deeded access to the Niantic River. The primary home has three bedrooms, two full baths, a detached two-car garage on site. And then the acre parcel also has seven additional seasonal cottages that are available to be rented between June 1st and August 31st. So you've got an income-producing property. You got I mean, it's it's awesome, right? So you can live in the main house for 1700 and then all summer long, you're just renting out these cottages. It is... Uh, listed as a commercial property or it's a mixed use, so I should say. So make sure that you are talking to a mortgage lender who can handle that type of financing. Brian, is that something you can knock out of the park? Sure. All right. Look at that. So schedulelonappointment.com if you want to find out what it would take to own this little piece of heaven in East Lyme, Connecticut. Or and if you want to check out the cottages, you can go to www.cozynestcottages.com. And that is a Mary Pula listing. And if you want a private showing, you can also reach out to mary.pula at ravis.com. All right, under contracts, we had nine of them. We had under contracts in Stonington, Clinton, East Lyme, Newtown, Lisbon, Griswold, New Haven, Colchester, and Haddam. Wait, were you, were you the Griswold or the Lisbon? Both of them. Look at that. Levi. Two for two. Closings. 17 closings. That is like two and a half a day in a seven-day stretch. I got a whole bunch of I had two this week, so I'm, I'm right there with you, all right? I'm competing. I heard what B said about the, the listing specialist, best lister on the team. 
I just say that. Don't tell me that. All right. Closings. Congratulations to all of our buyers, sellers, and investors. We had closings in Clinton, Madison, Preston, East Haven, Milford, Hartford, Waterbury, New Haven, Waterbury, East Hampton, Niantic, Niantic, Waterford, Old Line, Niantic, New London, and Waterford, Connecticut. Which one of those was you? Ah, Waterbury. It was interesting to see a couple closings there in uh, in Waterbury. We usually get one out that way, but uh, got real good price points. Real good price points. Not real easy to get to from the shoreline, but real Not good price points. So very, very good price points. So if you're looking for house under three hundred thousand that's in moving condition, Waterbury would be your location. All right, open houses. We've got one going on today, Saturday, May 6th. It kicks off right when the show wraps at noon, and it goes on until 3 p.m. That is at new Jess Hoover listing at 46 Patrick Lane in Brantford. Again, that is 12 to 3 p.m. today, 46 Patrick Lane in Brantford. You can stop by and say hi to Jess Hoover. Going on tomorrow, Sunday, May 7th, we've got an opportunity 12 to 3 again at 46 Patrick Lane with Jess. So she's hanging out there all weekend. She might even just camp out there overnight. I don't know. Uh, so, but you definitely, if you can't get there this afternoon, you can get there tomorrow. Also tomorrow from 10 to 12, got an opportunity to go to 8 Forest Lane in Galesbury and say hi to Tina on her new listing. Uh, from 11 to 1, Sunday, May 7th, you have the opportunity to go to 2119 Durham Road in Guilford and see Victoria. I'm loving this, man. All of our listing agents are actually hosting their own open houses. That is commitment right there. <laughs> commitment to their sellers. We don't farm them out. We go, we are there because we know the most about the property, and we are the experts on that. And rounding out our Sunday open house schedule from 12 to 2, you can go see Emily at her listing at 640 Summer Hill Road in Madison, Connecticut. So lots going on. Big shout out to the team for nine under contract and 17 closings, and that is going to do it for this week's One Team Weekly Rewind. Brian, you mentioned to us before... Um, the Ta- Chapa Time to Own program is now up and running, right? We were talking about it, it was coming. It is. You, said you it had a is, couple, uh, couple things going on. Uh, it was roughly a week ago. They officially opened up the funding for that program. They, uh, for those of you that haven't heard, uh, State of Connecticut is giving up to $50,000 in down payment assistance for first-time buyers that have not owned a home in the last three years. And uh, they – They've got some more funding, so uh, get it while you can. I've already had three buyers that have uh, taken advantage of this. Now, you do have to have a signed contract in order to register some of that money in your name. Uh, so, you know, if you're not out there bidding on houses, uh, that's what you got to do to get registered for some of the time to own money. And if you'd like to get pre-approved, you can schedule a time for a phone call on my website, ScheduleLoanAppointment.com. And Brian, I know you can't tell us like full details on these, but can you mention maybe the towns that the the buyers were putting these in on, and like how that kind of rated in terms of the amount they could possibly get for the time to own program? Uh, sure. Um, let's see. I did uh, one in Newington, and one in Bristol, and one in uh, West Hartford. Um, so if, if you want to check it out, go to Google, type in Connecticut, uh, time to own. It'll take you to the Chapa website, chfa.org. When you get there, there's a little link. It says opportunity map. If it's a high opportunity area, it's up to 50,000. If it's not a high opportunity area, you get up to 25,000 towards down payment. 
And were any of those towns considered high opportunity areas? Uh, two of them were 50,000, I believe, and one of them was 25, yeah. if I remember correctly. That is awesome. That is awesome. When we come back, we're going to talk about service station equipment in that Iver Springs pool water here on Real Estate Radio 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Just got a facelift in his. Real Estate Radio, Chaz Cook and Lee Barr of the one team at William Ravis Real Estate. We thought we were going to be down a man here. Lee Barr's got to go save the day, put some fires out for his clients, and hold some deals together. But it looks like he's going to be able to hang out for the last segment of the show. And of course, we are joined by Brian Skelly of William Ravis Mortgage. He has been helping us with all things rates in regards to 30-year, 20-year, 15-year, the Chaffa Time to Own program. But now we're going to put him on the hot seat here, and we're going to talk a little uh, numbers around the state of Connecticut. We're going to talk about some median sales prices, number of days on market. And I'm going to kind of, since neither of you guys have had the stats in front of you, I'm going to ask you up or down year over year. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. All right. Let's see. Let's see how good you are at knowing your market, Lee Bar. I don't need it in front of me. <laughs> let's start with a days on market because that's always been a big one. And so, just to kind of recap, like days on market is the time a listing goes live to the time it goes under contract, right? And we've been hovering right around the 17 days on market mark. 17 days on market. Mark. Right, mark. Mark. It did sound right. It didn't sound right. <laughs> so. For April 2023, and again, we're looking at this on like a rolling 12, but what do you think? So I'll give you the, the last four months rundown. December 17. Are we looking at the whole MLS? Are we looking at sorry, Single no. family homes across the entire MLS for the state of Connecticut. Okay. January 17, February 16, March 16. So over under on uh, April for 2023, days on market. Over. I'm going to guess 15. Ah, over. Levar, 17. It ticked up a day. So that's uh, median. Uh, average days on market. We are actually flat month over month at 34. And again, that is for single family homes across the entire CTMLS. Let's yeah. do, uh, I remember 2012 when it took like nine months to sell a house. <laughs> right? Yeah. Actually, I'm on, a, I'm on a rolling three wild. here. Let's see if I can go. Let's see what it was in 2012. For... April 2012, it was 99 days. Yeah. Right? Wow. That's median, too. I mean, some people, I mean, we're taking uh, even a lot longer than that, too. I, I remember think, talking uh, yeah. to a lot of people, and then I talk to people all the time, and they'd just be frustrated. They couldn't find a buyer for their house. It's like, you know. Byron and Nicole had a story where uh, they had a house. It was a waterfront listing. I think it was like, you know, call it maybe like 1.5-ish range, 1.4. It was one of the first deals they did together. Four years, yeah. because that's what it took, like to sell a luxury house. Like, oh yeah, the high end properties would used to sit there forever. Yeah, so it's like now, even like Nikki hit multiple offers on that one for like one point two. It's like, and we know numerous other people that have hit multiple offers over a million. But it's like before that, high end listings never sold like that. Right. Like you were lucky to get a offer, never mind full asking price. And now, 
you're hitting four to 12 offers on these million dollar listings. It's, it's just unheard of. I will, I will, I won't disclose the address, but I had uh, some buyers who, who put in an offer and the, the property was listed for a million dollars and they were cash buyers and they went, they went 1.25. I will tell you, we weren't even in the conversation. So million dollar list price, we went 250 over. I talked to one of our teammates. They went slightly higher than what we did. Close in a week, no inspections, not even in the conversation. That's the way it is right now. I can't wait to see what that property closes. I mean, it was gorgeous. The property was absolutely stunning. It was actually here in Guilford. Um, but yeah, to be, you know, 250, 300,000 over in that price range and to not even be like considered is just amazing to me yeah but right there's even like our open houses right now so it's like open houses before the crazy before the market we're in right now it's like you were lucky to get two to three parties right it's like the last one i held at 40 and like line out the door style oh it was yeah. line out the door there was lines up and down the main road there was there were on the front yard they were parking on the like they were parked everywhere it was right. crazy it was like a house party should have brought a keg out and some solo cups. Show the people a good time. Show them why you're Lee Barr. I could have made some money. I'll tell you that. Right? Five bucks a cup. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we did days on market. Let's do median sales price because this obviously ties back into the mortgages and what we've been talking about, right? So um, it, we've been right around the 365, 370 range. Uh, January 2023, we jumped up to 375. February 2023, 375. March. 375 over under for april over i it seems like it's pretty steady i'm gonna say about the same similar flat flat there flat. you go skelly stayed flat at three hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars for single family homes across the entire ctmls but that is actually up 7.1 percent year over year so we, we kind of kicked off the show talking about you know Declines in sales, declines in prices nationally, but here in the Northeast, specifically Connecticut, we're actually seeing them continue to go up. Yeah, our yeah, market we're, isn't the same as all the national. It's movies. so different. I mean, they're they're building a lot of houses in the South. I think you know because there's a lot less zoning restrictions. Whereas in Connecticut, we're not building as many houses, and there's a lot more people who want to live in in Connecticut than they used to. I remember it used to be like people were like going to New York and New Jersey to like try and find these high paying jobs. But now, I mean, with a lot of people getting paid pretty well to work remote, I mean, I think that kind of ties in with why that high market is starting to be more competitive. You've got more remote workers with good incomes and a lot of good employers and bringing people into Connecticut, you know, Yale and, and all the universities and all the hospitals. Yeah, so. UConn, Hartford Healthcare. They, I mean, they are, have expanded their footprint significantly in the last five years. All right, Absolutely. let's do months of supply. All right, this oh man, this has always been a tough one to kind of like throw out there. So, for all you ninety four niners out there, months of supply is if we didn't have a single new home come on the market, how long would it take us to sell all of the homes currently listed? We were we got pretty low. We were at two months uh, from November through January of this year. And then in February, we jumped up to 2.1. March, we were at 2.1. What are we looking at for April? Over or under? Saying under. Under. I've seen more people getting contracts. I'm going to say over. All right. We are flat at (laughs) 2.1 months of inventory. So all of these beautiful homes coming on the market, all those ones we just talked about in the rewind, like we are still not gaining any traction. Yeah, most of the markets that I look at, they're still under two months. 
Under two, yeah. So, and again, this is single family homes, the entire CTMLS. If we did all property types, we're at two. Yeah. So, wow. It's just, you know, and to, to Brian's point, when we were talking back, when I mean, it was taking 99 days to, you know, or to sell a house. So, let's say April 2012, they had 13.1 months of supply. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Over a year, and here we are with, you know, we, we couldn't even make it to the 4th of July. Well, honestly, even when I got into real estate in 2015, 2016, like, there was so many expireds and houses, you were lucky to get a full-price offer. And then, honestly, even if you got an offer, usually they were not full-priced. They had closing costs to the max, and then they'd do the inspection, and then they'd kill you in the inspection, too. Right. So it's just, it's a whole different market. Different animal. All right, pending sales. All right, so this is oh, we're going to go with single family homes here because that's what we've really been looking at. We have been on a big decline for the last six to eight months here. So let's see, January we had thirty two thousand three hundred fifteen. February thirty one thousand eight hundred forty nine. March thirty one thousand sixty two. What are we looking at for April here? Over or under? I'm going to say flat because that's been the answer the last three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are down. So Levi with the right answer, 30,441, uh, where last month there was 31,062. So that is down 23.5% year over year. That's crazy. A quarter, like 20, I mean, that's just a, a staggering number. Like you have to go back to June 2021, we had 46,000 homes for sale. So call it the last 18 months, we have gone down 15,000, 16,000 homes available. We've never had a, a month up. That was our highest point was June 2021, and we have continued to go down month after month since then. So just crazy. All right, let's do some closed sales here. Let's see, January 2023, 32,933. February 2023, 32,460. March, 31,985. Are we below that or above that for April? Say under because I don't think we have enough inventory to go over that. So. I'm going to say over. I, I'm seeing the number of um, loan applications under contract has been picking up in the, with my coworkers. So I'm going to say over. I'm going to say All right. Higher. All right. So we are down. We are down 21.9% to 31,203. But you know what's going to be interesting, right? Because this is always a a lagging indicator, right? So let's say that in April, most of those homes went under contract mid-February. Call it a 45-day close. When we we do this in June, it might be a a different ballgame and definitely in July based off of the activity that you've seen. Yeah, that makes sense. February was a slow month for mortgages. Absolutely. So those are like the big stats that we usually kind of break down here, but we continue to see a downward trend in uh, days on market, months of supply, closed sales, and pending sales, but median sales price continues to go up for single-family homes here in the state of Connecticut. And you know what else is up, Levi? The temperature is finally up outside, which means it is time to call Irish Springs Pool Water, get your pool open and filled up, and the boys and girls at service station equipment there. So Dougie Fresh. Dougie Fresh. He's fresh with your oil tank and he's fresh with your pool water. He's got a secret stash there. So whatever you need, service station equipment can help you out. They've got the Tank Man, 1-800-801-TANK. They've got the Irish Springs Pool Water. They've got the Environmental Service Station. And then they've got the Shelby Transport. So they can actually 
pick up a car and take it wherever you need it to go. Uh, so yeah, if you need to t- have any one of those needs met, make sure you reach out to service station equipment. And again, that number is one 801 tank. All right, Mr. Skelly, if people need to reach you this weekend, what's the best way to do that besides schedulealoneappointment.com? If they want to shoot you an email. Uh, that's the best way. I'm, if you want to email me, it's brian.skelly at ravis.com, R-A-V-E-I-S.com, or my cell, 203-415-2989. All right, Lee Barr, if people want to track you down this weekend. 860-207-6780, or you can reach me at lee at oneteam.com. Lee at oneteamct.com. OneTeamCT.com. And if you want to talk to any one of our agents, you can head over to our website, OneTeamCT.com. Or if you would like to chat with me, nobody ever does, but you can reach me at (laughs) Chaz at OneTeamCT.com. Or you can hit me up on my cell at 860-575-4962. We hope you 94Niners out there have an awesome rest of your weekend. And we will be back next week with a fresh new episode of Real Estate Radio 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. GMC C.